morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. family. Thank you for choosing to get your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Today on 7.31 a.m., we have stories in sports. We have stories in gaming and in entertainment. Unfortunately, our good pal Elton Jones is at the dentist right now, and uh, he said he was just getting worked on by the dentist. He used the terminology, getting my ass whooped by the dentist right now. So I am stepping in <laughs> as our interim gaming editor, Charlie style, style editor, editor, yeah, there but, it is. Uh, for today. Charlie Colmer is style editor, but for today's purposes, I will be our gaming editor and talk about this gaming story for all. Charlie, thank you for joining the show today. I appreciate it. Charlie, on this day in 2008, the USA Redeem team would win the gold medal at the Beijing Olympics. Charlie, we briefly discussed kind of the debate between the 1992 Dream Team, the 2008 Redeem Team, and a lot of people know about those two teams, but it's the 2004 team to me that is maybe even the most interesting because this is probably considered one of the most like underachieving teams in basketball history. They would lose to Puerto Rico and Argentina during the Olympic tournament, receiving a bronze medal. And I, I guess a lot of people, I don't know if they realize this, but the writing was really on the wall for this 2014 to fall short in 2002 during the FIBA World Championships they would lose to Spain Yugoslavia and Argentina so this was maybe not necessarily expected but I think players were maybe trying to just coast through the tournament as a possibility the 2008 gold medal for Team USA was the 13th for the program since basketball was included in the Summer Olympics and Team USA has won the gold medal 16 out of a possible 20 times in 2008 the team would win by an average of 27.9 points a game charlie you remember this uh 2008 team pretty well right i mean this is probably one of the most recognizable teams for kids of our generation no yeah absolutely it was a crazy team and i also think uh, a dynamic that people maybe don't talk about enough with this is that um, the teams up until 2008 were sort of coasting in a way where it was players that kind of just like would hop on and try and play with USA. Um, and then Bo, I think you might know a little bit more about it than I do, but they mandated that players had to actually sign on for a commitment to be on Team USA um, after the 2004 loss, which was such a big deal, um, where Manu Ginobili in Argentina managed to best the US players. Um, and so I think that a lot of people say that the reason why 2008 they were able to come back was because um, these players played together for like actually were on a team together and played together versus just trying to sort of cram superstars with each other and then losing to Manu Ginobili in Argentina, which is a team that had a lot of chemistry and had played together a lot. That said, if they wanted to just cram stars together, the 2008 team is about <laughs> as good as it gets with cramming stars together. It was Melo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, uh, Jason Kidd, kind of a funny name for me to go off fifth, but Chris Paul, uh, Dwight Howard, um, who else they have on that team? That squad is crazy. It's one of the craziest teams ever assembled. They also talk about uh, like Olympic Mellow, right? I I love the iterations of Carmelo Anthony that we have. We have like Nuggets Carmelo, then we have like Knicks Carmelo, then we have Hoodie Mellow, and then we have Off Season Mellow, yeah. right? But Olympic Mellow, I mean, that could be the most dangerous version. Is that like Super Saiyan Mellow? 
Olympic Mellow was crazy. Olympic Mellow was crazy. He went off in a bunch of those games. That's great. Uh, Charlie, we can stay in sports to get the show going, and we're going to stay here. Kevin Durant will be staying in Brooklyn. Sports. It has been a wild offseason for the Brooklyn Nets, and it's been filled with a lot of ups and downs. Kyrie Irving announced that he would be staying with the team. Kevin Durant said that he wanted out of the team. And then about a week ago, Kevin Durant goes, all right, you guys got to make a choice. It's either me or your front office. Well, the front office, the owners, uh, the size, Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant's representatives all met in L.A. on Tuesday. And they came together. They said, all right, we can figure this out. Kevin Durant will be staying in Brooklyn. This probably elevates them to a top two top three odds on favorite to at least be in the NBA championship. Charlie, do you have any expectations for Brooklyn? I know that you are like the true and true Brooklyn diehard Kyrie Irving's like a top three player all time guy. So I'm just kind of curious where you stand on this. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting that you say that. I'm a diehard, diehard Kyrie Irving stand, but I hate the Nets. I am not a Brooklyn Nets fan, and I want that to be on record. I'm a New York Knicks fan. I think that what they're doing with that organization at the Nets, I think they should be ashamed of themselves. But I think Kyrie Irving is the coolest player of all time, and I, it's on the record. That I'll put on the record as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. They We thought they were a contender last year, and they weren't, so I still think that they might not be. I would love to see Kyrie play more this year. And I'd love to see some more epic highlights with Kyrie and KD than last year. I would say I still have very low expectations for them as a team this year because now it's going to be the third year um, of just potential underperformance. But Ben Simmons, you know, like if 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 he comes back healthy, you know, but Ben Simmons, and that's like, you know, that's but where listen, I just always take I'll this put it on the record right now. If the Nets, uh, if the Nets make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll give you ten dollars. Alright, I'll take it. I'll take it. either the Bucks are gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals or I'm probably ending up with ten dollars in my pocket. So that sounds like a win for me. Charlie, one more story in sports. Fernando Tatis Jr. spoke to the media for the very first time since testing positive. He also announced that he would be getting surgery. And this surgery is for his shoulder. He dislocated the shoulder four times, I believe over the course of like a eleven month span. And this is something that he had been avoiding. And a lot of people are kind of viewing Tatis getting this shoulder surgery as like a peace offering to the team. He said that he would be staying in San Diego for a majority of the offseason. He said, I'm going to get the surgery. He said, quote, I would like to start today by saying how truly sorry I am. I am really sorry. I've let so many people down. I know I have a lot of love. I have to gain back and I have a lot of work to do. It's going to be a very long process to gain everybody's trust. Tatis said, He has received a lot of support and tough love from teammates. Says the guys have his back. He asked them for help and accountability. Charlie, this is like one of the things I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand about locker rooms in general. Draymond Green has a great quote where he said, you know, the teams that have the quietest locker rooms usually have the worst record because they're not willing to hold people accountable. They're not willing to get in anyone's face. And if the Padres are able to go to their superstar player, Fernando Tatis Jr., and say, hey, you messed up. This is wrong. Uh, you can't do this. We need you. That's a, that's a good thing for the San Diego Padres. So big news certainly over in the world of baseball. Charlie, this is usually where we would go to Elton Jones, but now I'm going to head on over your way to help me out with gaming. What's going on? 
Yeah, so this one I could step in for because it's also Star Wars adjacent. That's one of my areas of expertise. Um, so the Knights of the Old Republic, or KOTOR remake, uh, is heading to a new studio. Um, I have to start with an admission, which is that I've never played Knights of the Old Republic, um, which I know as a diehard Star Wars fan, I feel like my most pretentious Star Wars fans friends, my most pretentious Star Wars fan friends do this thing where they're like, bro, Knights of the Old Republic is the greatest piece of Star Wars media ever released. And if you haven't played it, you're an idiot. I tried to play it on the mobile at some point, but just like I I think I need to be more immersed in it. So I'm actually very excited about this remake, but bad news about the remake. But we'll see. I think by the end of this story, I'm realizing it's not even that bad of news. Um, The highly anticipated remake of Knights of the Old Republic, one of the most beloved Star Wars games, pieces of media of all time, is heading to a new developer after a very bumpy ride in a lot of ways. There's been a lot of news constantly about this uh, remake. Um, So it formerly was being helmed by the developer uh, based in Austin, Texas, Aspire Media. And now it's heading to one of Saber Interactive's Eastern European studios. Uh, That said, though, both of these developers are owned by Embracer. Um, So they're both owned by the same company. They're just kind of moving the developer, I guess. Um, Embracer is aiming to recreate the magic of the 2003 game, but updating with modern technology, a developing trend in gaming where they remake games that have already existed um, for a modern audience. That said, the biggest takeaways from this are, again, there's still no release date for it. People think we're probably still about two years out from an actual release, but Embracer said they're not expecting any any actual major delays based on this change. Um, we, But we still don't have release date, still probably two years, but this most likely does not mean that it's being pushed further back than that. Um, so this is sort of inside baseball about the, the creation of the game for fans of the game. It still is a super long way out. This is hopefully not delaying it anymore and hopefully just means we will get a better final product. But um, we'll, 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 we'll see. Thank you, Charlie. We'll now head on over into entertainment where we got some pretty big uh, Warner Brothers news, actually. Entertainment. So Matt Reeves, director of The Batman, did a lot of work on the Planet of the Apes trilogy. He signed a multi-year film deal with Warner Brothers. Matt Reeves, the director of The Batman, has signed a multi-year first look film deal with Warner Brothers. This will give the studio first access to any new film or TV project he works on where he serves as a writer, director, and or producer. He's currently working on the script for The Batman 2 alongside Mattson Tomlin, who served as a writer on the first film. Reeves is also working on the Batman spinoff series based on The Penguin, which will star Colin Farrell in the lead role. I watched The Batman again last night so this is great timing i'm very excited about all this news the deal will essentially give reeves a green light on almost any project with warner brothers whether it has to do with the batman or not according to the studio's co-ceo michael deluca while a release date or production schedule for the batman 2 hasn't quite been announced it's clear that the studio and reeves are going to be quite the dynamic duo for years to come this is fantastic fantastic news we're fans of the Batman. This movie kicked all of the ass. Thank you, Warner Brothers. You, you did something good here. You did something real, real good. Thank you for giving Matt Reeves a green light. Anytime we can give a, a creator like him a green light, we want to do so. That will be it for today's episode. For more details on these stories and more, let's head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Hop into our Discord, be part of the family, be part of the community. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. 